Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 The IDF has conducted a series of airstrikes against Hamas's internal security sites on the Gaza-Egypt border. Fighter jets, attack helicopters, and drones targeted military compounds, guard posts, observation posts, weapons depots, and command centers of Hamas's internal security forces. The strikes, particularly in the Rafah area, aimed at disrupting Hamas's smuggling efforts and eliminating weapons that pose a threat to IDF soldiers and Israeli citizens. The IDF claims that these strikes have dealt a significant blow to Hamas's ability to smuggle weapons into the Gaza Strip. Additionally, the IDF reported the death of a soldier during the fighting in the southern Gaza Strip, bringing the total of uh, total toll of slain troops in the ground offensive against Hamas to 118. On Friday, December 15th, the IDF reported the recovery of the bodies of two soldiers and one civilian hostage who were taken captive by Hamas on October 7th. The soldiers were identified as Corporal Nick Beiser and Sergeant Ron Sherman. The civilian hostage was Elia Tolodano. 28-year-old French-Israeli citizen. The IDF also conducted an airstrike on the Hezbollah target in Lebanon as part of an ongoing exchanges of fire with the terror group along the border. Troops carried out a strike on two gunmen identified near the border. U.S. President Joe Biden stated that he desires Israel to prioritize the preservation of civilian lives when questioned about the possibility of Israel reducing its assaults on Gaza. Biden emphasized the importance of not halting efforts against Hamas but urged for increased caution. This statement came in response to the reporter's question following Biden's formal remarks at the National Institute of Health. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan held discussions with Israeli leaders to explore a timeline for de-escalating significant combat operations in Gaza. Israeli leaders reiterated their commitment to continuing the military offensive until they dismantle and eliminate the terror group in response to its October 7th attack. Defense Minister Yoav Gallant has highlighted the challenge of dismantling Hamas's military infrastructure built over a decade, expressing that it would take a considerable period of time. Gallant stated, quote, it will last more than several months, but we will win and we will destroy them. Following talks with Jake Sullivan in Tel Aviv, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu conveyed to Israel's American friends that the nation is more resolute than ever to persist in the fight until Hamas is eliminated, aiming for complete victory. White House National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby reported that Jake Sullivan discussed transitioning to, quote, lower intensity operations with Netanyahu in the near future, though he refrained from providing a specific time frame. Israel reiterated its request for the International Committee of the Red Cross, the ICRC, to visit Israeli hostages held in Gaza, emphasizing the need for humanitarian organization to utilize all available channels to secure access to the detainees. Israeli Foreign Minister Eli Kohn reiterated this demand during a meeting with ICRC President Mirhana Spoliarik on Thursday, December 14th, following her recent visit to Gaza. Kohn conveyed to Spoliarik that visiting the hostages should be the top priority for the Red Cross. The White House is actively working, quote, by the hour to secure the release of the remaining hostages held by Hamas, stated White House officials. Number 2 
Republicans in the fight to retain the New York House seat left vacant by George Santos have chosen another relatively unknown candidate for the upcoming special election next year, according to three party officials briefed on the decision. After thorough vetting, GOP leaders in New York settled on Mazi Malisa Pillip, a local legislator born in Ethiopia. Pillip, who served as a paratrooper in the IDF, the Israel Defense Forces, and entered U.S. politics for the first time in 2021, pledged to combat anti-Semitism. This move represents a bold departure for Long Island Republicans, traditionally known for nominating older, white establishment figures. Despite her limited political experience, Republicans see potential in Ms. Phillip, a 44-year-old mother of seven, to become a rising national figure before the special election on February 13, 2024. The current geopolitical landscape marked by Israel's conflict with Hamas adds a unique dimension to her candidacy. Peter King, a former New York Republican congressman involved in the nomination, expressed confidence in Philip, describing her as, quote, the American success story, and noting her ability to captivate an audience. However, it's worth noting that Ms. Philip lacks many traditional political credentials, making it that much harder for her to win the election. Number three. On Thursday, December 14th, Senate Democrats announced a decision to postpone the upcoming holiday break opting to stay in Washington next week to push for the passage of a bill combining military aid for Ukraine with measures to address migration for the U.S.-Mexico border. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer revealed this move as an effort to increase pressure on Republicans to support the Ukraine funding bill, especially after House GOP leaders concluded their session without addressing the matter. Schumer's announcement also reflected a sense of optimism among Senate negotiators who had been grappling with a border enforcement package, indicating progress toward a potential compromise. Democrats aim to showcase their commitment to reaching an agreement by staying in Washington during the holidays. On the Senate floor, Schumer stated, quote, if we believe something is important and urgent, we should stay and get the job done. Urging White House officials and senators from both parties to work through the weekend to finalize a border deal. He emphasized that regardless of the outcome, there would be another vote next week on the $110.5 billion security package. Republicans had previously blocked the measure because it lacked the immigration and border policy changes they sought. Even if the Senate manages to strike a deal in the coming days, the proposed legislation faces challenges. House Speaker Mike Johnson, not involved in the border talks, expressed reluctance to, co to quickly act on the bill, stating, quote, the House will not wait around to receive and debate a rushed product. Some Republican senators, including those close to the negotiations, voiced skepticism about the possibility of reaching a deal before the break, with Senator Tom Tillis of North Carolina calling it, quote, a tall order. In the absence of an agreement, White House officials and Capitol Hill Democrats accused House Republicans of abandoning Ukraine at a critical time. However, House Republicans and Senate Republicans claim that it's the Democrats who are holding back aid for Ukraine saying that all they need to do is just include the border provisions. While there is a growing sense of potential progress in recent days with White House aides and Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas participating in closed-door talks on stricter border policies, the path to a deal remains uncertain. Negotiations have included discussions on increased detention of migrants at the border and the policy of expedited removal, allowing swift deportation before migrants can make asylum claims. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio and have a great day.